we're gonna leave that in. You are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. But remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com, <laughs> where you can access the many places our podcast <laughs> is available for download. <laughs> but but if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is. The Chompcast. You can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash swordchomp. If you'd like to donate and support us, we'll talk a bit more about that later. But we are back. That's right. Thanksgiving vacation is over for some of us. And we have returned. Bellies bloated from the great food. And they're bloated from some great video games as well. Our minds are bloated. That's right. The end of the year crunch is upon us. And we have about one month until game of the year. So we've been playing lots of fun games uh, for the podcast. Tons of stuff to catch up on today. Celeste, The Messenger, Assassin's Creed Odyssey impressions. And the topic of the show is all about the controversial Fallout 76 and the Fallout franchise as a whole. Where should it go next? Where do you want to see it go next? And we will discuss that with help from the Sword Chomp Instagram community. And it wouldn't be a Chomp cast without some polls. We ask our listeners about Fallout 76. Jude Law takes a swing at fish. Celeste was nominated for Game of the Year at the VGAs, but has anybody played it? Does anybody care? We have Patreon VIP shoutouts for those very special donators at the end. So you don't want to miss those because they're going to be filled with hilarity and nonsense. All that and more on this week's show. But let's get to some introductions. Um, In case it's your first time listening to us or you're a repeat offender, I'm joined by my friends and cohorts. If I'm the jive-ass turkey, then they all complete me in some way. The jive, the ass, and the turkey. Let's start with the jive. From Japan, Shay Layton is here. The professor, as we call him, Professor Layton. Shay, found some news. I think this is right up your alley to kind of introduce you today. Did you know, Shay, uh, that when Hmm. dolphins become sexually frustrated, they actually go on killing rampages? Yeah, I didn't know that specifically, but I'm not surprised. Uh, dolphins are... Isn't that crazy? Kind of, yeah. Dolphins are fairly horny creatures, um, as I'm sure a lot of people know by now. Like, there are tons of videos online of them just doing some quite uh, sexually nefarious type of things. So, hmm. yeah, I'm not too surprised by that. I haven't seen that. those. Oh, well, you have a new uh, chapter to unlock in your life. All right, <laughs> the chapter of do- dolphin, uh, horny yeah, dolphin exploits. Like yeah, no, actually, science this week has been crazy. There's been a ton of, like, science articles coming out this week. Like, uh, China released that they uh, did some designer baby stuff, and they uh, other scientists found a new type of supernova. So there's a ton of crazy science things happening this week. Hmm. Yeah, I miss Tossos. my old Nova. Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> it was good. It was faithful. Mm. Yeah, I think that was the implication. Um, <laughs> I think so. You never know, with Josh. But I'm I'm thinking that was the uh, implied joke. Um, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy, Shay. I was thinking about that because we always talk about we used to talk about nature a lot on the podcast. We don't really anymore because we just don't have time for that. Sadly, with the bio breaks, but just the amount of things that oh, yeah. um, we really should make time for it with nature coming to an end and everything. We yeah. should. We should. Yeah. I mean, it's been fun. We should give it its send-off before, yeah. um, you know, we all plunge into despair and wasteland-esque 
type of uh, setting, which we'll be talking about later today. No! Conveniently nice. enough. Good job. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't even have to make the segue. You did it for me. Uh, but yeah, Shay's here, of course, from Japan. Thanks for being here, Shay. Um, and of course, on the note of uh, sexually frustrated, the turkey in this equation. Anthony Fisher is here from Texas. The Filipino Johnny Gobble. Gobble. <laughs> you gobble it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Without hesitation, he hit that gobble. I'm proud of you. Um, gobble, gobble. I got good news for you, Fish. I was, uh, as people will know if they've been checking out our Instagram account today at Swordchomp. Good news on the whole pigeon situation. I was looking into it. I guess there's no legal ramifications because of a uh, double jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, you were found not guilty a few years back of a similar situation regarding a pigeon. Uh, and we just recognize all pigeons as one pigeon in this country. So, looks like you're okay. Hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. Nothing? You're not going to elaborate on this? Come on! I don't know where to go with that. Um, I'm just glad I'm not in prison for fucking a pigeon, I guess. I mean, Mm. that'd be something hard to explain to the inmates. What? I wonder what what it's like, because you know in prison there's like different levels of crime, right? And if you do something real gross, they get real fucked with in there. But I I imagine if you're a pigeon fucker, people might just stay away from you. You know, you might might just like... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and they're not going to want to catch whatever you got from that pigeon. (laughs) You guys don't want to fuck with me. I got pigeonitis all over my ass and dick. Oh, no. But a pigeonitis, I don't like the sound of that, though. We've got to work on the... On the name. Yeah. You got just a bad case of leaking squab. Oh, I like that. Leaking squab. Good God. That was... I'm horrified by how quickly you were able to think of that, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> got leaking squab on the brain. Mm. <sighs> Anyways, um, but yeah, legally fish, uh, you know, the double jeopardy thing. Looks like you're okay. So, glad you're here. Good deal. Good deal. You know, Johnny Depp is here to cause me lots of anguish and frustration, I'm sure, as usual. hmm Yeah. Can't podcast from a prison, so. You can't. You can't. That would be a little difficult. <laughs> um, I really anyways, hope you can't you tweet for... from them either. <laughs> <laughs> it could get real bad. If that uh-huh. was just, I will say this, uh, Fish, because I'm trying to slide the polls, because we have a big show today with a lot of other things to talk about, so for the sake of time, and sliding the polls mm-hmm. into all the natural crevices of our podcast. Mm, how's that sound? Natural? I like natural. Or unnatural crevices. Um, whatever you can really get your hands on, right? Uh, so, it looks like you beat Jude Law, and uh, I, threw, uh, I threw up a, a softball for you on the Instagram polls. You beat Jude Law, uh, like, 53%, I think, to something like that. Um, you did win. I thought you were actually going to crush him, but Jude Law had a lot more support for best hair. If you don't follow it, uh, Fish has been battling people for best hair every yeah. week. I don't know. I think he'd beat you in best chest hair. But. Mm. I don't that's... know. Jude... I have none. <laughs> so, yes. Jude Unless... Law seems like he might be hairless, though. I just. Mm. Wasn't he in Cold Mountain? Wasn't yeah. there a sex scene? Pretty sure he had hair. Let's go Google. Can <laughs> we get to video game talk? <laughs> I am fascinated to know what all Jeez. you're going to find by searching for that. 
Yeah, we're gonna. Everybody I, who's I listening, would, just stop listening yeah. right now and go Google Jude Law. Google tip here: if you're just trying to find out whether he has chest hair or not, just type shirtless. Because if you go straight to Jude Law chest hair, who knows what's going to be in that first page of results? Yeah, that's yeah. the fun of it, though. I, don't, <laughs> I love to see what happens. On Google, um, but yeah, so good job, fish, and uh, they'll get a little more dif- difficult as the weeks come up here. So, oh, so we have the grand finale, game of the year, best hair of the year. Um, it moves on that sweet Asian hair of yours, wisping on the webcam. Uh, and lastly, but surely not least, um, I always say that, but let's just say, lastly, if fish was the turkey. And Shay was the jive. The ass of the situation has to be Josh. Uh, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. Um, generally, whenever I'm stuffing, I usually start with the ass first anyway. How about you, Josh? How was your turkey stuffing situation this Thanksgiving? I haven't got to talk to you much. Um, we actually went vegetarian this year for Thanksgiving. So, Are you messing with me? Are you being real? Yeah, I didn't cook a bird this year. I normally do. I normally don't go with turkey. Occasionally I'll go with turkey if we have a lot of people over. But usually I do ham? game hens or uh, game or something hen? along the line of that. Huh. Quail or okay. game hens, something something like that. But yeah, we just did all the vegetables and stuff this year. So Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Was there why? Was there a reason? Just because we were just staying home this year, it's just just the immediate family and even if you get the smallest turkey you can you have turkey for the next three weeks um Mm -hmm. so yeah i decided against the bird this time all right well i was trying to set up josh for some great culinary story um (laughs) shocking plot twist Mm -hmm. turkey this year i'm sure those yams were off the chain yeah good yams What's your go? My go to side is always. You guys, are you yam? Do you guys, how do you guys feel about um, cra- those like cranberries and shit like that? Are you guys a fan of that stuff? It's I like cranberries. It's because they're all the rest shit, of the fat. Yeah, yeah. You you really need cranberry sauce with the meal if you've got a bunch of other fatty stuff. It's it's not as necessary if you're, you know, doing lighter things, but especially with a nice fatty bird and. You know, Great lots of gravy. lots of casseroles that have, you know, who knows how many calories in there. It mm. it really helps to have some cranberry sauce. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. However, well, uh, unpopular opinion here. Just get yourself a good can of the ocean spray stuff and take the top off and slice it. Save yourself a ton of time. You're gonna get, you know. About the same thing accomplished with a can opener that well, you would with cooking it for a whole day. That's fair. I'm pretty sure that taking the top off of that isn't the only thing that fish likes taking the top off of during Thanksgiving, if you catch my drift. Hmm. Oh, come on. Now you're just I, teasing him. Yeah. Go st- straight he, to the he brass. He loves stuffed mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, he likes <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah. Taking the top off of those mushrooms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, get some. <laughs> yeah, just bite them right off. In there, nice some garlic, a little bit of olive oil. Mm. Yeah. Some garlic. Fix the poke around in there. Mm. 
poking around. Um, speaking of poking around, I'm General Mountain Time here from Montana, aka Morgan. Doing that backwards. They're nasty. Um, AKA, AKA Little Poker. <laughs> they call me Little Poker. <laughs> AKA, AKA Little Poker. Um, no, I don't like that. I can't stick. <laughs> I don't want him to call me Little Poker. Um, Come on, Pokey. <laughs> Uh, anyways, That's weirdly uh, enough what his wife said to him on his wedding night. Little Come pokey. on, Pokey. <laughs> Poke pokey. me harder. Woo. Come on. God, my... <laughs> you boy. can do it. Up boy. Here you go, boy. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun show today. Uh, speaking of poking around, I've been playing, catching up on a lot of stuff. If Red Dead is my main bitch, I got lots of side bitches, so to speak. And... Uh, been catching up on a lot of stuff I'm excited to talk to you guys about. Um, uh, you a player. I'm a player. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a player. You, you know it. I've been, I've been playing it up lately. Um, <laughs> how exciting my life is. Uh, I did not yeah, approve so, of that bit until you saved it, Fish. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. Fish, save the bit. Uh, but yeah, so catching up on a lot of stuff, I'm excited to talk to you guys about. For, but first, the topic of the show is a pretty interesting one because um, our uh, with help from our Instagram community, we're basically thinking about where the Fallout franchise is going next. And I ran a poll, and it was something like 75% as I'm looking here of our of our voters. And every Tuesday, by the way, you're running polls at Swordchomp on Instagram. Said that they thought that Fallout 76 was a dumpster fire, which seems a little harsh. Um, now I don't think any of us have actually played it, but that's okay because our, our interest is more about discussing where the franchise, um, we'd like to see it go from here. You know, Fallout's in kind of an interesting limbo. They were trying something new with 76 and it's a huge franchise, but some would say it's probably gotten a little stagnant. Um, and we want to know what you, the listener, and I want to know what my cohorts here would like to see from, let's say, Fallout 5, when it eventually does drop, or what they think the state of the franchise is. Um, so, Shay, I'll throw it to you first, because I know you're like our uh, Fallout uh, aficionado, um, fanboy, whatever you want to say. Usually when it comes to Fallout, um, you're the first person to poke right in there, squeeze your way in. So, um, squeeze your way in! Okay, where am I squeezing? Just, just get it in there. Oh, I'm pushing my butt cheeks together as tight as oh, possible. Oh Jesus! This is, I, I meant the topic of the show. Come on now. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Uh, it's Thanksgiving's already over with fish. Come on. This is a different podcast. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're, we've moved on. This isn't gas it's station philosophy. Different. It's always a different podcast. Yeah, Shay, where, where, what would you like to see with the Fallout franchise going forward? You know, I was thinking about this question, and I think they just need to take like a break from Fallout because they've really just they've pumped the shit out of this franchise recently. It like four was a great game, but it wasn't the caliber of three in New Vegas, in my opinion. Um, I think it was still a great game. It mm-hmm. just like they added a lot of fluff uh, to new or to Fallout 4 that didn't need to be there, and I've already talked about it. I don't need to go much into that. Um, and then with you know Fallout Shelter that they pushed, um, Bethesda seems like they've really tried to 
follow in the footsteps in a way of what Blizzard has done, and they they've tried to just like increase this longevity, like give these titles that add longevity to their list. So you look at Elder Scrolls Online, you look at the continued re-release of um, Skyrim, you've looked at Fallout Shelter, and now Fallout 76. It just... It feels like, really, it's... It's like... They're not putting the quality in the content, they're putting the quantity out there for me. So what I would like them to see is to, like, kind of... You know, they, they're going to have Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout Shelter. After that, just take a, just like take a break from the main series for a while and just focus on coming up with these creative ideas and creative perspectives to go into the Wasteland. Because the Wasteland's already there. They've already built this, this, this world, so to speak. But what they've kind of done recently is just keep throwing us in there with slightly different characters in slightly different locations. Um, the stories haven't changed too terribly much, besides the main story. The side missions have all kind of been the same, and that's kind of what sets this franchise apart from so many others in the past, is like the attention to detail with the side missions. So if they could just take yeah. a step back and really focus on just re-energizing the story of the single player in these games, That'd be cool. Like, even if they took, like, a, 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 a long-ass break. Like, if it took them even, like, eight years to come out with Fallout 5. As long mm-hmm. as they infuse that game with wonderful story and side, great side missions that are interesting and look at different perspectives, I think that would be beneficial for this IP. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of... I agree that they kind of need to give it some breathing room. Um, like, as many people as were, like, super excited about this before it came out. Um, I don't know. Like, it. Fallout 76 feels like something that could have been attached to Fallout 5 had they just waited or something like that. And just on its own, it does. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what they want to do going forward, but it seems like they don't either. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of the issue, because it, it, they're still giving us content, but it doesn't seem like it's particularly inspired. They're just kind of doing it. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'd be, you know what's weird is, a game we played earlier this year, which is uh, Far Cry 5, you know, they meant like for all of its, you know, its faults and things I don't like about the game. One thing I really did like about that game was the ability for Fish and I, um, as a specific example, but as a general example, to just hop into a game together, do story mm-hmm. missions together, and then hop back out. And I don't yeah. see why yeah. Fallout couldn't have infused that into their, um, into their game, like. Mm-hmm. That's that's what what fans have wanted for years from Bethesda with both Elder Scrolls and Fallout uh, franchises is to be able to hop into those games with your friends and to be able to see all the crazy shit that you see out in the wasteland together. 
Because it's one thing to tell people about it. It's one thing to stream it and watch someone else do it. It's a whole entirely other thing to sit down with your with your friend, whether you're online or your couch co-op, and just see the crazy shit together and experience it together. Yeah. So like, I don't understand why a game like well, Far Cry 5 can do it, but Bethesda can't manage to integrate that into their gaming or their games. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It does feel like something that you should be able to play co-op. The The only thing I can see against doing that is that so many things are tracked in that world that, like, you'd almost have to be there for the entire experience for it to really work that well, or they'd have to really change their formula in some well, way. Well, yeah, it's um, tricky because, like, when you make decisions, too, like, I remember playing Nights Yeah, Republic like, have your friend come and... over and kill kill one of your NPCs that you didn't want dead. <laughs> Yeah, so... Maybe one person yeah. could be, like, a tag-along. Well, and, and again, I don't want to sound ignorant if some of this stuff is in Fallout 76, but I agree with you. I think it's tough. Also, with the VATS, one of the things I was reading, because I think we all love the VAT system for combat, but one of the things I was reading is kind of weird about the online plays. You can't freeze combat with other players that are online. Mm-hmm. So the VAT system is rendered like it's changed. It's different. It doesn't work exactly like it works in the game, because... In the, in the game, the cool thing about it is everything kind of goes in slow motion. You disassemble enemies by body parts, right? But if you're online, you can't really freeze other players that are moving. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could figure out ways around that. Maybe it wouldn't be 100% perfect, but there, there, would be, there could be ways around it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Just brainstorming off the top of my head, it wouldn't be the best idea. But, like, if one person enters VATS... The other person has like two seconds to enter VATS with them. Otherwise, it isn't successful or something like that, where both people enter VATS. You know, like something. Like there's some way they could effectively integrate that if they wanted to. I I agree that like co-op would be a much better experience in the Elder Scrolls world um, than the Fallout world. It'd be much easier to integrate that. And I know some people out there are probably thinking, well, that's what Elder Scrolls Online is for. And that's fine. I mean, that game is there for those people who want to play an MMO-style game on the computer or on the console, I suppose. But for the people who want more of the the single-game play experience but still want to enjoy that from time to time with a friend, that'd be cool to see them integrate that. And, you know, mm-hmm. with Fallout 5 moving forward, maybe they can figure out some way to do that where they can integrate that co-op and somehow keep the VAT system. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, like, I almost feel like for them to really go in a more multiplayer direction, it's going to have to have less RPG elements in it. Um, yeah, which kind of makes it less interesting. It's just right? making it just more of a shooter, just using it as a setting. Um, which is kind of what 76 is, To That's the weird thing, though, right? Like, I think yeah. this is going to scar them. I think most people are going to be like... I think they're going to be afraid after this. They're like, because most people want single player from Fallout, and I think that this whole fiasco, if you want to call it that, is probably going to leave a bad taste in Bethesda's mouth. If I had to guess, yeah, I don't know. It's just, <sighs> I I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I I really don't have anything to say other than I don't know how they could do it other than the way they've already done it. Um. Without, I just I, well, I don't feel like multiplayer is the direction to go with it. I really don't. Like the stories and the characters have always been super interesting, 
and the gameplay has been serviceable enough to get you through it. Um, and then focusing it completely on multiplayer, that's got to completely flip. That's got to completely be the opposite for it to work as a multiplayer yeah. game. Well, it's like you said, Josh, I think they don't completely know, know either. Yeah. Uh, and that's, but they're trying, and it just unfortunately didn't really work out for them too well. Um, Fish, what do you think? Well, I think they, they're just trying to pump out as much as they can from their fa Fallout fans. I mean, there's big fervor for Fallout 4, and uh, I got burned by them on that because that game just was very uninspiring to me as far as, like, the Fallout. I mean, everything is there, you know? Like, all the familiar characters, the whole world setting. Like, I've seen all that stuff, though, you know, in Fallout 3. It's just, like, a different location and different characters. But uh, to me, I feel like, the Fallout franchise kind of has to do something drastic as far as like their in-game engine. Yeah. For one, because I was totally turned off by Fallout 4 because it felt like I was playing Fallout 3, but it was, you know, a whole generation of console consoles ahead of that. So um, I was just burnt on that, but I'm sure like playing on the PC, yeah, the graphics probably looked a lot better, but it's just... It's just a shame that, yeah. you know... It's still a wasteland. And I, yeah. It's very brown. <laughs> very <Yeah>. rustic. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I just feel like they've, they've been very uninspired with that franchise, I would say. And them just coming out with a multiplayer game, they felt like they would have a big enough audience to out there to um, justify making that game for people. And it, it's a cash grab to me. When they do that, and especially when I'm hearing like uh, people talking about finding bugs in Fallout 76 that were originally in Fallout 4, and you know Fallout 4 has been out for like three years now. <clears throat> what is that a real thing? That's been happening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Bugs that were fixed by uh, player players, uh, player made mods out there. Um, eventually but it feels like blizzard doesn't even you know consider that stuff the the stuff that you know the community had to fix in the game wasn't even you know retro fix eventually into their game retroactively or... fix yeah 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 well it's weird because one of our listeners js yarto a vip friend of ours he was messaging me privately he was just telling me that he had so many problems with his version of 76 just getting mm. it like massive game-breaking bugs uh, and that were just incredibly frustrating. Like it wasn't even like the game that he was necessarily frustrated about at the time. He just he couldn't even play it at times. Like there's horror, and I was like, man, like it's you think it's it's weird to me. That's one thing I'll never quite understand with all their money and resources and the brilliant people at Bethesda. I will just never completely understand why they why their games are so buggy. I just don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's odd, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think. Yeah. I think it is because they're tracking too many things. Like, they're, they're RPGs at heart, and so they've just got so much going on under the hood that they just don't run that well. They just, they never have. Um, and so that's kind of why I was thinking for them to really be able to handle any multiplayer like that, they're going to have to, I, it needs to be rework from the ground up. Like, it really does. Like, they, they need to make the focus, the gameplay, get that solid, so the multiplayer can be what it needs to be um just be responsible enough for that um 
and I feel like they're kind of coming at it backwards. We've already got this robust single-player game. How can we shoehorn in an entire game that's just multiplayer is kind of what they did. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, Really, as far as what they could do to fix it going forward is just don't make another. Is, is, that's where I'm at with the series as far as... <sighs> I, I'm I'm done with it. I'm done with the series. I don't think there's any wow. more material there. I <laughs> there don't think there we is got the, for the single player. We got the drop. Like I it's was done. curious about 76 because Christmas the world is, is interesting. It would be fun to kind of go there with friends, but it's, you know, I I didn't have a chance to play with any of you guys. I was thinking I was going to have a chance to play with Shay at some point, but you know, that that never worked out for us. And then, as buggy as it turns out to have been, I don't. I don't think he are 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 you interested in playing it at some point? Still or I w- I would probably play it if it was super cheap. Okay. Um but like as of right now like for me when the announcement was made that it was going to be an online multiplayer experience only, I had mm-hmm. no desire. Mm. Um to be honest with you, I haven't really checked on any news for the most part on it cuz I'm I'm still not really that interested. But mm. Uh, to go back to kind of your previous point, I don't entirely agree that there's nothing else interesting that can come from the series because I was actually just thinking about it, like listening to like our conversation and stuff just now. And I think it'd be kind of cool if they did um, an interesting thing. Like you look at the uh, Fukushima accident accident um, mm-hmm. and like you could do that kind of in the fallout world, not necessarily where a nuclear reactor well, blows up, mm-hmm. but like y- you could do something similar to that. And then you kind of inv- investigate this like giant conspiracy mystery of where this fallout happening in this location somewhere else in the world. And you have all these mutated animals and shit like that. And it doesn't yeah. have to be this desolate wasteland because you look at Fukushima when that accident happened, um, you know, there's still trees there and there's still all this wildlife there, but it was just really mutated and weird. And now some of that wildlife is starting, starting to come out of there and we're able to look at what exactly happened with that accident, how it affected all these animals and these plants, um, slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, think, like... I think that would kind of be a cool approach to that is like, instead of throwing us back into that similar wasteland feel, take it in a completely different direction. Yeah. And make us look at it from a different point of view. Because actually, when you look at Fallout 4, I told you guys earlier this year that I had been waiting to play that DLC. And finally, when I got to play Far Harbor, it was such a different spin on the Fallout franchise. And it was super awesome. I had That was the most fun I had playing the game because hmm. it was such a different spin on it. And I think that's kind of what they need to do here is like take a completely different direction. Still keep yeah. that premise of nuclear Fallout. And just look at it yeah, from a well, different perspective. I, I I do. Like I think they could keep the systems, the Fallout name, but I mean I, I mentioned this whenever Fallout seventy six was announced. I really got my hopes up that this was a nuclear winter that happened in seventy six instead of the fifties. And that was the different take on it. Like the the culture that got completely frozen and put into this wasteland was the seventies. It was the, the mid seventies. And that sounded interesting to me. And then we got what we got. Um, and yeah, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that you could investigate under the, you know, 
Really? Yeah. Under that, they have that, a, that system, just not, not what they've given us. Right. They have a large amount of options, and it's, it's a difficult line to walk because mm-hmm. you have all the old fans of Fallout 3 New Vegas, and uh, that old is kind of tongue-in-cheek there. Uh, you know, you have those fans, and they're so married to the music that plays from that mm-hmm. because yeah, a lot of those fans, lo- myself included, love that mm-hmm. old style music. I fucking love that music. That's part one of the main reasons yeah. why Fallout has resonated so much with me. And if you take that music out of a Fallout game, does it feel like a Fallout game? I don't know. But like you're mm-hmm. saying, if they put it in a, like a different decade or a different era, what happens then? Like mm-hmm. that would be really interesting to see. You know, you put it you put it in the 70s instead of you know, the 40s and 50s and even 30s and see what comes out of it, you know, like see what happens from there. You put it in the 70s and you see what the world would be like. And yeah, you Mm -hmm. run the risk of them being like, well, let's do Fallout 2010s and see what happened. And that wouldn't be interesting, I don't think. But you you do it from like previous decades and I think that opens up so many different options. Like you look at that mod that's supposed to be coming out later, um, that Fallout Miami for Fallout 4, and that looks really interesting, mm-hmm. too, because it's in such a different setting. Um, they're infusing it with different music. It just, it looks like it's doing what Bethesda should be doing and just really exploring their options. They've stuck around in the most famous cities in the U.S., and, of course, you got to kind of do that. No one wants to learn about some but fuck city in Kentucky. No offense mm-hmm. to Kentucky, but like you know, yeah. you can I mean, go to different parts of the Kentucky. world and look at screw them. <laughs> what a fall nuclear fallout would look like there. Yeah, yeah, and even if they had done Miami, but like even if it was in the fifties or the sixties, but it was like a very vastly different yeah. kind of set well, I mean, of scenery that could have been could have been cool. But yeah, um, I mean, as far as that goes, like I kind of liked the whole idea of having it in West Virginia, having it be in the mountains instead of a big city. But again, it was not a really narrative take on that. It was just the multiplayer game. Well, we can't set this on a big city because people are going to be nuking stuff all over the place. Let just put it in West Virginia. Um, and so they're, you know, taking an interesting yeah. idea and doing nothing with it. I, I think that the biggest thing they're going to run into is, like Shay was saying, with the, the, the fans that have sort of... It's kind of like Pokemon at this point. You get these legions of fans, and they, they're kind of afraid to change. They yeah. finally do something kind of brave and interesting, and it seems to have blown up in their face. No pun intended with the nuke reference. Um, and, and I think it's going to scar I, them. Uh, <laughs> you intended that, motherfucker. I don't motherfucker. agree with that. I, I don't agree with that, because, like... They took a risk? No, I don't think they took a risk at all. I think if Fish was right, they they went for a cash grab. I don't think this was a risk at all. I think this was them trying to swerve into that whole uh, Sea of Thieves, Fortnite type thing, uh, No Man's Sky, where GTA they're going for longevity. Online. That's the popular thing right like, now. That's not a risk. Yeah. That's That's you trying to capitalize on what's popular. Because here's the thing. A risk would have been taking something that the fans want and putting a really, you know, a really interesting spin on it to the point where you knew you were going to offend some of the hardcore fans, but you knew you were going to still somewhat appease the general population. For this, no fans were asking for this. They, I, I don't know a single Fallout fan who said, I want this. 
That's it. So that's it. That's for it. me, it's that's not. You. It's not a risk. Well, it's, that's you just made my point though. Rate. You just said you don't know a single follow-up fan that's asking for this, and that's exactly what I'm saying. I agree. It's sort of the evolution of a lot of the multiplayer games like we're seeing now. But I, I think you were making my exact point for me, which was that nobody who lo- loves Fallout wanted this. So that's why I think it is a risk when you're when you're making something that you don't think mm. your fan base would really be excited about. I think that's pretty risky. I. You know, I don't think that's a risk. I think that's like asking them to take a leap of faith more than anything because they, because they're looking for money. Like, yeah. I th- I think it would have been a risk if it's like, we promise that you'll like this. We're listening to you guys. We're going to try and take that and take it in an exciting new direction. Yeah. For me, there's nothing exciting about the direction they were taking. So maybe maybe risk is correct in the term. I just. The definition to which you're applying it, I don't entirely agree with. I think would be the better way for. I guess in in the sense of like, I guess in the sense of risky for alienating their hardcore fans. Maybe not. Maybe they'll be able. Maybe they thought they could pull in a new kind of fan with this sort of a game. And but I feel like it's just risky in the fact that they're going to alienate like people like you, Shay. You've you're one of the biggest Fallout people I know, and you've expressed very little interest in the big Fallout game of the Christmas season, and that that's. That's got to say something, you know. Well, so I, I, yeah, that's I what mean, I mean by that. I don't know. I I agree with Shay that it was not really the risky thing to do. Like, if you go for the exact same markets you've already got, all you can ever do is get less of them than you had for the last game, instead of going after whatever the new trend is. Um, I mean, as as far as that goes, as well. Think about how successful Fallout 3 was compared to the rest of the series. It was always a niche hit. People loved the series, but it was an isometric RPG. And all of a sudden they make it a shooter. It becomes super popular. Everyone starts to love it. They make a bunch of money and continue doing essentially the exact same thing for two games. At which point it's kind of dying down. Well, it seems like everyone's over here doing this online multiplayer thing. Let's try that. It it's. I think it's safer than your than your lead than your insinuating is kind of where I'm at anyway, Morgan. So fair enough. I mean, I think I I don't I think a lot of the things we're saying are are valid in a lot of different ways, which is why I think this situation's so messy. I think my I want to read some comments here from our community. Uh, The last thing I was just going to say is that I, for me personally, I would just like a Fallout game wherever they do with it. I would just like it to be technically impressive for once. I mean, playing a lot of games this year, just just for once, I'd like to play a Fallout game and be like, "Oh my god, this facial animation, like the detail, of this world, the the this whatever it is, you know." Like I I just want to be floored from a technical perspective because I know they have the ability to do it, even if it takes them longer. Like Shay said, take a break, make the next one feel like it is lovingly crafted to its very core. Um, because they're kind of fucked now, right? There's a lot of games that came out this year that look pretty oh, yeah. amazing, run pretty amazing. Like, there's a new bar on a basic level for what yeah. people are expecting, so. Yeah, open world games this year have completely blown, you know, Bethesda's the- buggy quality of, you know, open world gaming out of the water. Yeah, at one point, Bethesda was the standard for open-world games, and I think it's kind of been surpassed, to be honest. And it pains Mm -hmm. me to say that, because I love Bethesda, um, what they've done in the past, and I've loved their games. Um, Yeah. But, 
I think they've kind of been surpassed. Yeah, surpassed in different ways by basically everybody this year. Between, you know, Spider-Man, God of War, and Red Dead, and Assassin's Creed. Like, they're all doing different takes on open world, and they're all... Even Far Cry 5. Yeah, even Far Cry 5. Like, all, all of them are completely different takes than Bethesda's been doing, so it's not like, no, no one's really exactly doing what they've done before, but they're all doing it extremely well. And for them to stick with the model they've got going there, they're going to have to polish the hell out of it. And, and even then, I don't know if it's possible without something different. Some, something's probably yeah. going to have to change at a just base level going forward. Right. And the last thing I'll say about it is, that's why I'm happy they're waiting to put Elder Scrolls Six out on the next generation of consoles whenever that happens. Hopefully there mm-hmm. will be enough time in between to give that enough polish for them to kind of be at the bar or set the bar again. Yeah. Try and set the bar again. I'm curious to see what they do for their next E3. Because they, they put on such a good E3 conference for this game. Like, mm-hmm. they, they were selling it so good. Like, I know. All these big, like, and guess who comes out of the Fallout shelter? It's just you and your friends and other people. And everyone's like, wah, wah, <laughs> Tonu, yeah. give me your cock. And it was just like, and then now it's released and it's like, ugh. Mm. If you could, if you could compare the reviews to this game side by side with footage of that conference, it would probably be like the most comedic uh, <laughs> I don't, thing, you know? Yeah, um, that's probably fair. Uh, all right. Well, we got some interesting comments. I want to see each guys' thoughts on. Every Thursday, we'll post the topic of the show on the uh, at Sword Chomp Instagram community, and we'll pick some comments to read and talk about them if they are interesting and thought provoking. Um, Tony underscore S said, "At this point, I don't really want Fallout Five. Sounds like Josh. Pull the flaming turd of a game and fix it before I even start thinking about buying another Bethesda game. That is one." Upset customer, right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is, uh, I mean, there's probably people in. I always think of the human element, and I'm always, I'm imagining there's people at Bethesda right now that are probably not having the best, uh, best Christmas with all this uh, Fallout nonsense. I imagine it's got to be pretty, str- like, sort of like when No Man's Sky was going through its hell and all these yeah. other games. It's like, ugh, probably some very sad people there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are humans that make these games and we forget that sometimes I'm not saying it makes it right especially if you hate it but uh, mm-hmm. there's an upset customer that's probably indicative of maybe a lot of people yeah Corn Space said make Fallout 5 great again did you leave that comment make Fallout 5 great again honestly having a solid story with a limit of four or five different innings in a world well-baked like Fallout 3 would be everything I'd want to see. We all know Ta- Todd Howard will somehow sneak Skyrim code or an image onto 5 for kicks. You know, I wonder what their next big thing will be because Skyrim's probably years away, right? We just talked about that. Fallout's kind of... That, that other space thing they have, they said is still like 2019 or longer. I forgot the name of it already. Mm-hmm. But it, was the, it was the big new space um, Odyssey game that Bethesda's working on, so... I'm curious what oh, they're... Starfield? Yeah, Starfield. Starfield. Thank you, Fish. Um, a rare positive um, addition to our show. Thank you. Oh. You're going <laughs> to sit there and take that fish? 
He just gave me the finger mm-hmm. on the webcam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it said something nice. It was a it was a backhanded compliment. Come on. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. I knocked I my you. tooth out with that backhand. Back dick. Back dick did. Back dick did. No. Yeah. No. Close. <laughs> uh, JSC Arto said, "If Fallout Five doesn't have a new engine." I'm out. 76 assaulted the earth too badly for me. Um, he tagged me and he said he's seen my rants, but the main line is Bethesda has basically taken advantage of the Fallout name and essentially ripped off their own fans. This is coming from someone who's played since Fallout 1, owner every, of every edition of these games. 76 comes across as a disgusting cash grab, which uh, we, you guys mentioned a few times. Cash grab. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are exactly sure what companies do. But, yeah, sure, we can say cash grab, considering that's their... <laughs> hey, there let's some... make that money! Yeah. Well, Primary function is to grab cash. <sighs> yes, you're right. from I, my but... cold, dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> Fish doesn't give anybody his cash, we know this. Mm-hmm. In fact, he... No matter know, how well they dance. <laughs> <laughs> Zambo! All right. Um, but no, to his point, I think most people are looking for is, you know, yes, companies are trying to make money, but they would like a product that feels um, not just lovingly crafted, but like it's trying to do something unique or special. I mean, I think most yeah. consumers nowadays, for the most part, to some are going to be... Now, there's going to be the crowd of... Fortniteers and Call of Dutyers, and look, I, there's intelligent gamers among them too, so I'm not lumping them all in. But um, I think the goal is if you can make a product that also does something really special, and I and they've done that in the past. So. Yeah, yeah, they have, they have, they've done really cool things with story, and there's none of that in here. So, yeah, yeah, I I kind of agree with the fact that he wants a new engine in Fallout. Yeah. Um, because it does, it feels like all the other Fallouts that came out after Fallout 3 all do the same thing. Like, as far as, like, the camera panning into whatever NPC you decide to walk up to and initiate a conversation with, like, there, there's so many, like, little quips to that engine that it's old, it's, it's showing its age, and I think, uh, from Fallout 4 to even the 76, even though I haven't played 76, I'm sure that that code is still there. That old-ass code that they're just still working off of is still in that game, and it just doesn't look new. It doesn't feel fresh. Like I feel like they just have to totally revamp their, their engine for the game. Um, kind of like how uh, going from Metal Gear Solid to Metal Gear Solid 2... And three and four, like uh, Kojima actually just wanted to rebuild and give those games, you know, a new life into the new generation. Whereas I feel like Bethesda has just been reanimating this corpse that was great back in the day, but now they're just like trying to keep it alive well, as best as they can. Just all let way Grandma up rest. You dare say that? Just let Grandma <laughs> After rest. After you look at Destiny. You look at Destiny 1 to 2 and you say that, boy? Oh, <laughs> well, eh. Oh, Destiny, like... Destiny was supposed to be like this whole 10-year thing that, that you were supposed to be able to 
carry your characters over all your items and go jump from you know one engine to the next or whatever or that oh now we're making excuses for bungie huh mm-hmm. i still love them i still have faith in them but mm-hmm. at this point i don't god think, damn um, you you son bitch yeah. god damn you <laughs> yeah they, they have to <laughs> yeah. do something they have to do something different in the series at this point for it, me to even it, jump yeah it's weird it. i was playing fallout 4 i was like man this Granted, I'm not going to sit here and hate on Fallout 4 because I just don't think I spend enough time with it to form an intelligent opinion. But I will say the couple hours I spent with it, I'm like, man, this almost feels nostalgic. This is a new game, but it almost feels nostalgic. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, contrarian, a positive opinion here. I would kind of mix it up a little. Mickey the Dane Hansen said, I'm enjoying Fallout 76 a lot. There's a lot of issues. Fallout, most likely, uh, the new one is five to six years away. Good God, probably. So hopefully significantly improved engine, as you mentioned. They integrated a lot of new gameplay elements in Fallout 4, and they have built on that in 76. Multi-tier legendary enemies are new in 76. Crafting system, building camps, etc. The under-the-surface areas in West Virginia are very interesting. Um, but hopefully more vaults and bunkers and dungeons, etc. will be added to 76 eventually. So, I will say this. I would still love to play this game. i still love to try it. I just want to f- see what it's like, you know. Um, maybe mm-hmm. when Fish finally sends Shay the Xbox, we can jump on there. Um, hey, good news. <laughs> I sent it today. Did you really? Yep. All right. Surprise. surprise. You did. Cost, cost said, me a pretty penny. I woke up and there's a picture of my address in the WhatsApp chat. And I was like, oh, you delivering some pizza today? But sadly, he's not. Mm. What was the uh, expected delivery date? Uh, five to six days, they told me. Nine months from now. Dude, that's, that's amazing. We're, we're finally going to play Sea of Thieves with Shay. It's a miracle. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been wanting to play miracle. Sea of Thieves for months, but I'm, it's not happening on my own. It's just, uh, it's no. not. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Don't do it. As Don't much as I love that game. You play it with Shay, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun to jump in. I still think it's, I'm still worried. Like I said, the one thing I'm worried about is that whenever we used to see ships, it was like, oh, fuck, there's a ship. It's a person. And we get all amped up. And now I'm worried it's going to be like, oh, is it an NPC? Is it a person? Let's get it. Uh, oh, it's an NPC. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Shay was twerking on the webcam there. Twerking? <laughs> For some reason, it's only showing fish on my webcam because I'm on my phone. So I'm just staring at fish the whole time. Huh. That's all you need to stare at. Well, it yeah. could make anyone. So I stare popular. at with all of you on there anyway. <laughs> well, I got a funny story <laughs> for you guys later, actually. Um, and valid. All right, let's see a couple of quick more here. These are these are great comments. The underscore Arts Druid. I'm a huge Fallout fan, and Fallout seventy six just isn't my jam. That interesting idea that they didn't execute well. If they returned to the immersive, compelling story of three that brought us along, I'd be stoked. So basically, he's saying he liked the idea, execution poor. Seems to be the sentiment. Hmm. Uh, Kim underscore said, new engine is a must. Right there with you. I might have been in the minority who enjoyed Fallout 4 as much as Fallout 3 in New Vegas. Um, though I sp- suspect most of that was because I was living in Boston at the time. Oh, that's cool. But already that game seemed aged within 10 minutes before it came out. Which we talked about too. We can't live in an era of open-world games like Horizon Zero Dawn and Red Dead Redemption 2 and GTA 5, even for that matter, and think Bethesda is building their games the way Bethesda build their games is acceptable. Preach, brother, preach! That's pretty much exactly what we've been saying. I They're think, echoing. 
ahead, think sorry. that's I think that's the sentiment and the distinction we need to make here and now, or at least I need to make, is that I still like Bethesda. I still like their games. I still think their games have a lot of value, despite Fallout 76. I'm not saying that the people who worked on Fallout 76 or the people who work at Bethesda are just cashing it in. I think this was a cash grab. I don't think that is the 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 credo of their whole company. And I still think that they have the ability to make great games. But we also I feel like as like I feel like as people who do talk about video games, the four of us, or as consumers, there should be a certain standard that we hold these these companies up to, you know, like I'm not saying we're owed a certain level of quality because we're not owed anything at this point. Like this is people putting work in. It's their job. We're not owed anything per se, but I still think there should be a certain standard they should be held up to. If we're looking around at the, at the, the playing field of this year and even two years ago, and we're saying there are games that look better than fallout 76 that just came out a month ago. Like, if there are games that mm-hmm. look better than that from two years ago, if there are games that have better mechanics than that from years ago, that's a problem. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't want to sit there and shit on Bethesda because enough people already do that. But I do want to make a, a point to say that they should be upholding a certain level of quality um, if they well, want to sell their game. Yeah, and that's if all they this want is to kind sell. of boiled down to. Like, I think. They, given given the setting of the Fallout games, if they are not cutting edge on technology, there, it's not going to look good on its own. You really have to help it out quite a bit there, and releasing it with, you know, the quality they have been is not doing it. Um, like it, it's True. it's got to almost look photorealistic at this point for it to to work at all unless they just completely change how it looks overall because i mean we kind of know how it looks as as a wasteland but it's a wasteland like it's just there's so many versions of that through gaming at this point that it's got to be it's got to do something to stand out it's got to do something and it's just not doing anything to stand out right now I, I love the Wasteland look to a degree, but for me, it's like taking a picture of a turd with an old Nokia phone that has its first camera capabilities or taking the brand new iPhone and taking a picture of that same exact turd. No matter what, no matter how high definition you make it look, it's still going to look like a turd. And that's kind of what that's what to me sometimes I like in the fall the fallout wasteland vibe is as much as it can be beautiful. It still is dark and dreary looking. It's still very brown yeah. looking. Yeah. It's not something we... I'm going to sit there and want to look at all the time. <laughs> we want our yeah. turds to be technical <laughs> achievements. Well, they they can though. I mean, that's true. That's a that's a, as as gross as that is. It's a fair analogy because I mean, if if it looks like one of the best looking games on the planet, then you're going to get drawn into it, even if it is. You know, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. for yeah. If I can if I can see the corn in your shit after you just ate Mexican the night before, that's great and all. 
But I want some something more with that turd. There needs to be more there. Give it like, more like depth. Pile of vomit. Give it more little, girth. Little little dollop of whipped cream on top there. <laughs> with the maraschino cherry. <laughs> a dollop of, of whipped cream. Um, I think this is pretty. This is a pretty uh, intense comment here. That kind of. I want to skip right down to the middle of it. Biggie eight fifteen said. This game should have been a slam dunk to bring Fallout online. Instead, you get a dead world with no characters to care about, just bots. You run around doing fetch quests. The matchmaking mechanic at its, that is the core of the game being multiplayer is broken. Nothing you do feels worthwhile or accomplished. Uh, and I think this is like No Man's Sky in that in a few years it will be a great game. But right now it is not. Now, to, to the game's credit, a lot of times I feel like developers, when they release a lot of these games like this, Sea of Thieves, etc., even though we love Sea of Thieves and I'll fight people to death on that, a lot of times they're just kind of getting out the blueprint of an idea, and then they do just update it over time with fan feedback, and that, and that's that's fair. Um, it's it's tough sometimes yeah. whenever people want that product to be complete right away, and yeah. that's a fair criticism. But yeah, and I, I, I get that. I mean, even Sea of Thieves mentioned that they had some major issues when that first came out with a content being repetitive and b the PC version of the game kind of sucked because they really wanted to do cross-platform, but in order to balance the game, so we weren't, you know, shit-stomping the console plebs, mm-hmm. they they basically just had it set up so whenever you were aiming down sights, you couldn't fucking move. Like, your sensitivity dropped so low that you just could not aim at all whenever you were zoomed in with, like, a sniper rifle or something. Um. And they, you know, walked back that design philosophy after about a month or so because the game was absolutely no fun to play if you wanted to use a sniper. Like, it's the snipers still aren't great, but, like, at least they feel good now. And yeah, that, yeah. that sort of thing is something you kind of need people there to see how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I do. I, I, I'm... I'm very curious to see what Fallout 76 is like next summer. Like, I feel like that could be great. Yeah, I think it's a good and interesting point, because if we... I think... I don't think it was the first, but I think it was probably the one of the biggest case studies of this was Pokemon Go. We look Mm. at that, and the craze initially fucking happened, and then it took this huge dip because then people realized okay, it's kind of repetitive, it is what it is, and it took this great decline, but now it's come and shot back up. They have put so much more into the game, they've introduced more generations of Pokemon, they've put all these different events, they've added all these different um, mechanics to the game, to where, I guarantee if we all downloaded that game and start playing it again from scratch right now, it would look almost nothing like the game we played two years ago when we first started this podcast, it mm-hmm. would look like a very well, I, different. I played game. that game like um, I played that game for like t- three months in the summer this year, and you guys probably blocked me out because I was just yammering about it. But I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, definitely, I forgot about that. Uh, I, it, and it was vastly different. I think the thing I ran into with that game, not to get tangential, is just that it still felt like nobody cared. Nobody cared. Fish, I'd sh- send p- fish a Pokemon. I found. He's like, I don't care. You guys didn't care. Nobody cared about my fucking Pokemon. What and and there was the battling in that game is still terrible. You just you know it's not like fun Pokemon battles. So like yeah, 
the game was much better, but like the, no one cared, you know. So it's like that's right, and that's and that's fair. And I think I think that kind of like what I'm trying. The point I'm trying to draw here is simply that you look at uh, Pokemon Go, No Man's Sky, Sea of Thieves, um, like all these games that have this longevity. If you front load a game with a ton of content, and then it that becomes a the expectation. And B, if there's nothing going on in the game, it feels so much fucking worse than you adding content into it later on. So if they have, you know, kind of like this bare bones thing, and then they start adding more and more content on, like No Man's Sky, for example, not saying they did it for this reason, but it feels like the fan, uh, the, the developers genuinely care about their fans. And they're throwing all this content in, and it just adds more life to the game and more longevity. And kind of look at it from a different angle i think in a way game like the gamers who like this style of game in a way become video game testers um so instead of you know companies having to pay all these video game testers they just have us you know the the fan base who is going to be buying it and we kind of become the guinea pigs that cuts out some expenses for the studio maybe it's only minimal but we they also cut out the middleman you know so you know they have these these video game players, uh, these consumers who are playing this game and say, hey, these are the bugs that are here. This is what's working. This is what's not working. And you cut out that middleman. You cut, you cut out that guesswork. But at the same time, by doing that, you alienate some of that fan base or you lose some of that fan base. So it's interesting because like, like you're saying, with Pokemon Go, that, that craze initially like just took the fuck off. It was one of the biggest phenomenons in gaming we've all ever been a part of. Not the biggest, but one of them. Now, they've added so much content. There have been so many guinea pigs. Not as many people play the game, but the people who generally play that game consistently feel so much more attached and involved into that movement as a result. Well, and I think it's what it comes down to, what you're saying is, yeah, it depends on how big the zealots are. Like for me with No Man's Sky, when I was a zealot with Pokemon Go, there was whenever it died off to like what just a, a couple million or whatever, like the hardcore. Like if you have a passionate small fan base, then the developers look at that and they go, "Look, we have something here. We have such a passionate uh, fan base, even though it's small, and we can grow that." But does Fallout seventy six have that? Who knows? Who knows? I think that'll be yeah. The, it may develop the, later on. Yeah, it may develop later on. I still would love to try it. Last two quick comments. One of them is just comedic. Border Jumper Mel said, too much to say here. Just put me in the podcast for this one. LOL. Now, you don't want to come in the podcast because we, we have a pigeon fucker in here. Uh, it's, it's, it's a dangerous place to be. Why did you have to record the pigeon dying and then play it for us on the show, Fish? That was horrible. He needed it for the case of the jury. He needed it to present just in case it went to trial. Part of my ritual to keep an audio recording. (laughs) (laughs) Playing them back at night and get yourself a nice sock. Um, Last Uh, comment. I can only fall asleep to the sound of a dying pigeon. I thought it was only one, but then again, there legally is only the one. So, yeah. I mean, that explains. Pigeon kind. Mm. Pigeons don't have good rights in our country. Yeah, it's really a shame. Uh, you know, all the eagles get all the properties and all the 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 laws and everything. But what do pigeons get? 
They only get butt fucked by fish. That's all they get. Well, <laughs> they do have most major cities to use as lavatories. That's true. <laughs> I got a true. question for you. But fish. there's so many of them that like their their range is so small compared to the eagle. Much less, they have yeah. a much wider range. How do you, uh, Fish, how do you feel about Pidgey? Pidgeotto. Oh, God. He, oh, he, yeah. uh, he never evolves them. <laughs> you can't see this on the... <laughs> yeah, Pidgeotto is just too Pidgeot. much for him to handle. <laughs> Pidgeotto is like, oh, God. Whoops, too much junk in that trunk. Is it yeah, hot here? Is it steak? What's in my pants as a worm? Or as a caterpie, I guess. <laughs> you paint your dick as a... We, we talked about that before. Tattooing a dick as a caterpie. That came up before. Uh, I know it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have. Actually, I was reading Fish that, is the, doing the caterpie. Morgan's doing the weedle. The weedle. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and the last one. A wormple crawling up on his ass. <laughs> wormple. I just love the way that sounds. Wormple. I love the way wormple rolls off the tongue. <sighs> a, better a wormple than a waylord. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Better a wormple than a waylord. Pokemon philosophy. Um. All right. Collect myself. Stage select start said the final comment that I'm going to. It's read. about the wiggle of the worm pole rather than the girth of the whaler. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, they just uh, stage in the world of, in the world of Pidgeys, I'm the whale lord. Ugh. <laughs> I was going to say pick on someone your own size, but you do have a micro. Uh, stage select start said, have it take place in Europe. Find out what happened there. It takes place in Ireland around Galloway. Maybe it's on an island, so it's isolated. Uh, a mix of city areas and more. So basically, like we said earlier, change up the environment. A lot of good comments mm -hmm. here, um, but we got to move on for the sake of time. Uh, fantastic thoughts from the community. Um, I want to do a really quick run through. We'll, we'll keep this you know, fairly succinct. Um, because we will have a lot of shows coming up here, but I know we hit some, some quick hitters. Boom. Um, Josh, you were saying Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a, the video game of all video games. Is that correct? First impression? Yeah. Yeah. It, no, like even I've played a ton of it and it, it is like they've, they've taken every feature from every game for the last decade and put it in here. Um, which sounds like a horrible thing, but it kind of works. Like, I, they somehow managed to pull it off, which shocked me. Um, yeah. Like, the only thing that they need to add in is actually from Destiny. You need to be able to go into your menu while you're in a load screen. Like, that is, mm -hmm. that is one feature I want in all games from now on. And yeah. yeah it, like, if, nice. if, you, if you have loot in a game, you have to be able to be in the menu during a load screen. Just period. From now on, like, I don't care whatever else Destiny did, that, that <laughs> needs to be in all games now. I was laughing my ass off when I opened up my menu and it was literally just like Destiny. You have your, like, a little cursor and you grab mm -hmm. your loot and it's like a little box. It's like, <laughs> it's fucking it's hilarious. Um, are you playing in exploration mode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's not, not markers for everything, which is, which is nice. Um, 
there have been a few spots where, like, it's really hard. Like, the map really, really opens up as you go on, and you'll get stuff with just, you know, island names and, you know, just just directions. It's, oddly enough, it's it's kind of what I wanted from Red Dead's turn-off-the-mini-map mode. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I tried playing that game without the mini map and it was It was impossible. It, it didn't yeah, it just didn't work. It didn't work because they were so handholdy with with the missions. Um Well you and, could turn it off and do the world stuff, but probably not. Yeah, but just not none stuff. of the main missions because it just yeah. it didn't work for that. Um Yeah, that'd be impossible. But yeah, it's it that's if if that's how Red Dead Two worked without the mini map on that that's that's a, the way they handled it in this game is what I wanted. It it really is. That would have been just perfect, perfect had they nailed that. So, um, I only played an hour of it, so I'm not gonna. I've learned my lesson. If I play a game for one day, I'm not going to preach about my comments on it until I have time mm. to digest it. Uh, both Red Dead and a lot of other games like Celeste have come to bite me back in the ass. But I will say this: uh, Cassandra does seem like an, an interesting, spunky character. Fish, you would love her. The arms. I think you'd really love Cassandra's arms. Strong. Oh, go on. Um, what about her thighs? Tan. Uh, you should see her. Well, that's going to be creepy. Yeah. Yes. The arms yes. of a Grecian Wurmple. <laughs> no, no, no. That's no. a bulgy there. A, macho- a Grecian macho. <laughs> Something strong. She's got uh, some biceps. She's, she's not fucking around. She's a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Um. And I pity anyone who played as Alexios. You know who you are. You know who you are out there. I was giving a Richmeister shit because I heard everyone saying that if you played as Alexios, you were just completely missing out with like a generic character. And then Richmeister, our good friend who podcasted me last week, told me he played as Alexios. And I was like, oh, mm. he's like, I just the, did it. The because- only upside. Oh, no, I don't want to ruin it for you. Like, it's 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 okay. another one kind of like with. Um, fuck, all their names are so similar now. The one set in Britain, um, the one with the twins, uh, I can't remember the name, the name of that Assassin's Creed, but it's the same sort of thing where whichever character you choose because is... Because there's too uh, many, and they exactly, all together. Exactly. But, but they're, they're both characters in the world, and you just pick which one you're playing as. Um, so, like, you don't just completely miss out on one character by picking the other one, but they're in a completely different role if you're not playing as them. Um, okay. So. Uh, so we'll have ongoing thoughts on that. Did you, you finish The Messenger, Josh? Yes. How did I did. you do that? So, so the thing about that game that's weird is that everyone talks about the big twist that happens in the middle of the game, uh, and I'm curious because as of right now, the game is pretty generic. How how crazy is this twist that everyone ties? Is it pretty crazy? There isn't a twist. It's if you saw the trailer or anything for the game at all, you know that it's got the whole shtick of the game is the whole time travel mechanic. Like you can go back and forth between different versions of a level. Mm-hmm. And what what you're you're what you're talking about not being at yet is um the first time through the game, you're playing one version of it strictly, and you get all the way through that, and then you get the ability to go through it, switching back and forth as a Metroidvania-esque type thing. But, oh, okay. Um, huh. It's 
not really a twist so much because it's kind of I mean that's all straightforward. The story reasons for it are a twist, but like uh, it works. It works. It's uh, whenever it first happens, it's a little jarring because it goes from go right, period. Like that's 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 your yeah, pretty much the thing. Like it's yeah, uh, to you have the entire world to explore now. Um, that is weird. And not just to explore, but um, they basically give you no direction. They give you the original Legend of Zelda style hints of where you want of where to go next, and you have the option of paying for, you know, like going going to the uh, um, item shop slash you know merchant guy, and yeah paying to have that hint deciphered and just turned into a spot on your map to go to, um, which I would suggest against other, unless it's something you already know where it is and then you want to go there and like there's, the dialogue in this game is really fun, so a lot of times once you've found it, it's worth going and paying for the hint just so you can read the new dialogue. Read the dialogue, yeah. Because um, sometimes it's pretty good. Um, for, it's, it's... For, for example, one time the hint I got was literally to go directly next to the guy who gave me the hint. Just literally next to him on the same screen. And because I knew exactly what that was, immediately I went and paid to have uh, the dialogue for that and just to have the merchant make fun of me for paying for that <laughs> hint to be revealed. That's pretty and, funny. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird because it... Like Rich said, it's basically like Ninja Gaiden. You're literally just like a generic-looking mm-hmm. ninja running right all the time, killing things, little demons and stuff. It's like the one of the most generic games I've ever played, but everyone keeps saying that there's something big and crazy that happens in it, so I'm like, all right, I'll stick around until the crazy not, thing. Yeah. Not really. They do add more and more mechanics. Like, the, the main... Me- well, no. Not even that. Like, you have basically the entire toolkit from the beginning. With the whole cloud jump deal. Um being able to jump again anytime you hit something. Um, like if you yes, hit an yep. enemy, you can you jump again. That's, that's, can that's jump kind again. of it. Um, you do get minor things like a little wall jump and grappling hook as you go along, but those are all pretty early in the game. Um, okay. And you've got the same toolkit pretty much throughout, but they they just change the way you're exploring from just being a side-scrolling essentially action game to being like in you know an open world type exploration game halfway through um which so. is pretty significant it's, it's fairly yeah. significant it's weird. yeah it is mm-hmm. um and then of course uh i've finished celeste so i can chop that off of my list finally i played it so we all played it back in god when did that come out was that like march it was like a long uh, time february ago. It was February. February. Uh, ja- January, I, it was like the, I thought. It was, was like it? the first I think it was like the end out. of January. It's the first big game that we played, I think. Yeah. Yeah, look. it was a, it was I've got the date ago. written down here on my list. Um, anyways. It was I, the 25th. Was... The 25th of January. So, yeah. Wow. So, we were, so we were playing it basically in February, but yeah. 
it, it was just something I've been wanting to play because I know Josh had liked it a lot and I'd been meaning to go back to it, but I decided I would get it on the Switch so I could play it like mm-hmm. in the morning when my kid was like, you know, watching TV or something. Because like when I sit yeah. down in my room, I just don't have the patience for something like that. I want to play something like really meaty, but that's kind of a Twitch based. Mm-hmm. It, it's, if you don't know what Celeste is, it was nominated for a game, uh, one of the, a lot of game awards. So it's getting a little m- more, um, at least attention right now, or, or at least curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, I did poll our audience, and it was about 70% of them said that they had not played it and didn't really know if they were interested in it, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting because it's, it's a tough game, I think, to maybe try to sell people on. Even when we all played it, I remember that Josh was, like, the highest on that game, I think, than we all were. Um, it, it's kind of a tough sell because it's, it's a Twitch-based platformer game. It's really tough, uh, and it gets extremely yeah. tough. Um, and it looks like pixel art. I know that's a turnoff for a lot of people too, sort of like, um, you know, because pixel art's done quite a bit. I know I just had a lot of people message me that they just, the pixel art was a big turnoff for them. So I think it's a tough mm-hmm. sell for people, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it was like even a, it was, it was like SNES color type, you know, like palette was what they essentially went with, but. I mean, obviously with brighter colors and stuff, but, like, amount of colors. But, like, small scale. Like, your character's tiny. It's, like, Nintendo-type character size. Like, you're you're very small. So it was... I actually really liked the art style because of that. Like, just a very simple character. Um, but, yeah, I can see how a lot of people just yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't enjoy that because it's, you know... It reminded, oh, it's it just reminded simple, me of but, Cave Story. Yeah, yeah. Like, very, very similar sort of scale to it as... As far yeah. as that goes, yeah. And as far as like the gameplay, like if you ever oh, got yeah. to like yeah, super, the, super the last level, platforming. yeah, yeah, tight platforming, and if you get to like the last level of Cave Story, um, mm. I think you have to unlock it by doing certain stuff in the Cave Story. But the last level of that of uh, Cave Story is like this weird, like you're jumping through like all these like spike rooms that are making like a U shape. Um, reminded me very much of that last level in Cave Story. Yeah. Um, except, yeah. So that's kind of the yeah. difficulty pacing throughout that whole game. I remember Fish, you said you were like, my, when we talked about it, you are like, man, my, my fucking palms are sweaty after playing that. I tell you what, that was the <laughs> second level of the game. Good God, that game gets fucking crazy hard, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think I ended up getting like up to the hotel. Yeah. That's, that's like haunted by the, is that the second level? Third. 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 Yeah. Okay. What's funny about that is it took me longer the first night I played it. And then, like, whenever I got it on the Switch, I flew through those first two areas in like 15 minutes. It was like, <laughs> it was like muscle memory or something. I don't know. It just, um, mm-hmm. and one, one thing the game doesn't really do is it, it, and maybe I was just beating my head against it at the time, is it doesn't really tell you exactly how to play with the nuances of the game. They usually just mm-hmm. throw you in a situation and figure it out. Uh, and there's a lot of nuance to there like, is. how she moves. Yeah, the movement in that game is, it's 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 a similar sort of thing to like Super Mario Odyssey. With it's it's very simple, straightforward. You can pick it up and immediately know how it works. But the stuff you can pull off in there once you master the movement is insane. Um, yeah, it really. Like, there's things you'll look at and you're like, "There's no way. There's no way I'm gonna be mm-hmm. able to get there." And you, and like 20 minutes later, you'll be like, "I can't fucking." Believe-. There was like somewhere yeah, I was like clinging yeah. to, like, 
you'll even your character will even be like red and shaking and you're like just barely making it through while you're holding on to mm-hmm. like an edge or something it's just <laughs> yeah it's crazy it really is crazy and then like even the way they structure the end of that game as like yeah. the whole thing is really a testament it is a personal journey of struggle for her and you as the gamer are going through your own personal journey because that game is fucking hard <laughs> yeah 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 uh but it's it's digestible, I think. I wouldn't recommend it to people that don't like hard games, honestly, because I just, I, I don't really like recommending games anyway anymore because it's too risky. But we're mostly here to give our opinions and talk about it and let people do what they want. But um, if, you're, if you're not really into brutal games, you probably won't like it. For me, it's a little more digestible because even if one area is really tough, once you get to yeah. the next screen, well, you can save it, turn it off. It's, it's little uh, chunks. The other thing to note there is it was one of the first games to have an accessibility mode with it, which was big. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a bunch of other games come with it later on this year have had similar features. Um, you can individually change difficulty levels in the game um, by changing how fast your stamina drains, by changing uh, how fast the timing is on a lot of the puzzles, and like individually tweak how separate parts of the games work to make it easier for you. Um, if you but then at that to. point, it's not even this. I mean, I get it. It's cute. But well, at but that if, point, you, if you just want to go through the, the story, because it does have an interesting yeah. story as well. But well, at that point, I would just watch somebody play it on YouTube. Because, I mean, you're not really playing the game. You're just yeah. making it easy. So, that sounds like a dick. You have a good point, Josh. I wasn't shooting down. It's, it's, yeah. I, but, I but like anyway, accessibility. Yeah, a lot of games have done stuff like that. For example, um, Spider-Man allowed you to skip all the button mashing sequences um, with just an option for that, like auto-complete the quick-time events and stuff like that. Um, and I, I think this. that... I, well, I've seen a lot of games do that with difficulty sliders, or not sliders, but like different options for different parts of the game. So you're not just changing the difficulty as a whole. And that's, that is a... I, it feels like a very, very positive new trend um, that I'm, yeah. Yeah. Glad to see going forward. Two factoids. One I thought was interesting. Uh, I was, I found some, so yeah, these B-side tapes you can find in the game, and they open up like alternate versions of the same levels that are extremely mm-hmm. hard with different music. And in the second level, when I got there, I don't know if you caught this, Josh, but it, it's, it's music, uh, it's the Celeste music for the second level. Um, but it's remixed by uh, Ben Prunty, who actually did the Into the Breach music. Yeah. So it's weird because it sounds like Celeste meets Into the Breach. It's got like electric guitars yeah. and like palm. It's really stuff. good. <laughs> it's, it's really good. <laughs> it made me laugh. I was like, oh man, this is hilarious. It sounds just like Into the Breach, but Celestified. Yep. Um, oh yeah. I just we need. To, I just need to teach you to hype up oh, certain parts that, of game. That reminds me. Did you ever figure out what's going on with those birds? No, you were I, texting me earlier. I. I, ha- I hadn't gone back. Right before the podcast, I went through the second level just kind of looking at strawberries and stuff, but I, I didn't go. Hmm. I know where that area is. I can get back to it really easily, but I didn't know what was okay. going on there. So. so so you haven't found any hearts yet? No, no. Okay. I know you need them to open up the, the post-game the, Yeah, to get, get into the, the heart of the mountain. You need to collect all the hearts and stuff. And Yeah. yeah. I, it gets... I, it gets way, way, way more difficult than even just going through the <laughs> the game. Just what about the, the B-sides? Because those have been fucking insanely difficult. Is it more difficult mm-hmm. than the B-sides? Some of them are. A lot of them are like 
Well, the heart of the mountain is kind of its own thing that you, the birds you found there are one of the ways to find some of the secret hearts. Um, Okay. And some of the other ones are by completing the B-sides. And, um, Um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a whole other level of challenge in there, but yeah, the secret hearts are related to like just hidden things in a lot of those levels, like the birds you found, but didn't figure out what to do with. And they have a lot of other hidden things like that as well. So I just need to teach you to hype up stuff better, Josh, because the second half of that game is fucking crazy. Like mm. musically, store like just the things you had to do, like I it's mean really to some good. Really, it's really so good. Crazy. Like I don't even know if I was necessarily like enjoying beating my head against it all the time, even though it was very satisfying, but like <laughs> it was because <laughs> it will definitely test your patience, but it was it's very clever. Very clever, uh, very satisfying, and I'm enjoying. I'm going back through it again for the strawberries, and there's no point just because I want to kind of enjoy the music and get the B sides. But um, yeah, the end of that game is it's 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 something special. I halfway through it, I was like, this is this is this is pretty cool, but I don't really see what all the fuss is about. But when I finished the end of it, I was like, okay, okay, I I I get it. That's mm-hmm. good to know. There's yeah, but I won't be engaging it. There's no way. I I only have such a threshold for beating my head against the wall, Josh. Yeah. Uh, it's brutal. If it's hard for you, then that means it's impossible for fish. <laughs> Is I that believe a challenge? in challenge. I believe it's a challenge. What happened to the Cuphead challenge? It didn't do shit for us. Or the Donkey Kong challenge. None of those challenges have ever done shit for us. That's true. I did beat uh, Into the Breach completely, got all yeah. the medals. Yeah, I think he got farther than I did in Into the Breach, because... Yeah. You know why? Because you can just well, sit as there far and as stare at the go. screen. There's, no, there's yeah. no timing, it's not speed or twitch-based. It means you're, you're using your... Yeah, you can just sit there for true. 10 minutes vaping on a move. Is this the right move? <laughs> that's my kind of game. Hey, right? it's let really him really have one win. win. Yeah, it's, let him I'm, have one win. I'm not it's insulting thinking him. man's I, game. Yes, and that it's is like a chess. compliment. That is a compliment. I'm just saying Twitch-based games are not usually your thing. That's all I'm saying. How dare you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I agree with you. I mean, like, I... To me, at some point, I just get mad that the game is kicking my ass and I get through it, but I wouldn't say I'm necessarily great at it. It just becomes... It becomes personal, but then, like, the way the story and the music and everything is the end of the game, I was happy to do it. Um... Anyway, I think it's definitely worth seeing through. Uh, it'll definitely be in my top 10 games of the year, but where it will land, who knows? Oh, know. You'll have to check out. This year has been yeah, another good one. I, yeah. I was telling Shay this, Josh, because Shay was like, you know, this year has been, been good, but I don't think it's been as crazy as last year. I was like, you know what, Shay? I think he was sort of lucked out because he didn't have an Xbox, so he didn't have CFDs, he didn't have PSVR, he doesn't have a Switch. I was like, I am overburdened with good games. There's good, there's like, Three incredible games on VR. The Switch has all these games we're talking about. Mostly they're on other stuff, but you can play them on the Switch. And then yeah. fucking CFDs, which he's going to get, which is amazing. Thank you, Fish. So, like, I actually feel more overburdened with good quality games than last year. Um, yeah. I don't, well, I don't know. It, there, was a, there was a ton last year, too. It's hard to say. It, it definitely still feels comparable. I'll, so. I'll say this. My my game of the year last year wouldn't even make my top three this year. Hmm. That's what I'll say about this year. Yeah, wouldn't even just just chew on that. 
eat that one, fish. <laughs> that might be recency <laughs> bias, though. Uh, maybe. Who knows? Um, it could be. You know, we'll have to just let it kind of marinate over time. So I'm just thinking about some of these games. Uh, but anyways, uh, so Celeste is pretty cool. Definitely worth playing when you guys get a chance. It's a nice kind of palate cleanser sort mm -hmm. of game. Uh, if you if your palate cleansers you make you want to punch a hole in the wall, then that's the kind of palate <laughs> cleanser. <laughs> the music is music is great though. Music is is really really great. I put it up mm -hmm. on my private Instagram. I was trying to show people because it's just good shit. Um, there's one in particular I think Shay will really like. It's called like. Uh, I can't remember. So when I do, I will tell you. Um, anyways, we're cranking through a lot of stuff, and game of the year is stressful, but it's quite a crunch, um, especially with all these these longer games. You know, I I don't know how game reviewers do it. I mean, I must have I must have been playing Red Dead for two months now, and I'm not even at the end of it, not even close. So I'm just like, I don't know how normal mm -hmm. humans function you know yeah. i play three hours well, of video games a night i think we could have gotten through red dead had you just skipped all side missions but there's just so many there's so much to go see in that world that uh, you could probably get through the main story in a week if you needed to but that's just not the way to play the game well that that was the the thing i thought to myself i was like i'm not gonna for i'm not gonna rush the game because i'm enjoying yeah. the side quest so i just got mm -hmm. to the point where i was like i'm just gonna have to play other stuff and Red Dead, as long as I finish it by the 25th, because yep. I want to be able to do spoilers. But yeah, it's just like, I, I don't feel like I, I got, I had one night where I felt like I was rushing through it, and I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to rush it. I have plenty of time. Just relax. Just relax. Things can be okay. But I feel that heat a lot, because I'm a psychopath, yeah. and I play a lot of stuff. Like, I'm, I have a whole month. It's just plenty of time, but I'm feeling the pressure. Just feel it, you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways, if you'd like to donate to our cause, you enjoy the insanity of our show, um, you know, we're a little independent um, entity, and your donations mean the world to us, uh, www.patreon, <laughs> yeah, just did that for you, fish, patreon.com slash swordchomp, um, our Patreon page, if you look for our VIP tier, it's really cool, you, you pledge $5, we give all sorts of, uh, we have a rare um, Instagram page, um, private, rares, yeah, I guess rare could work, but it's private. <laughs> <laughs> a rare it's, it's it's legendary loot that's what it is mm -hmm. it's legendary um and <laughs> you hear that fish it, it's it, it's pay to win fish had lots of good contributions this week thank you fish i'm proud of you uh, you're um, welcome. He's, he's got a job and his brain's kicking full force now all of a sudden i can think clearly now oh my god oh it's amazing Amazing what mm -hmm. little money will do. But no, but in all seriousness, it's a, a private VIP Instagram page with rare videos, footage. Uh, and so not only do you get to support us, but you get access to that, among other things. And you get special shout outs on certain podcasts, which is what we're going to do right now. We're going to give a shout out to our, our VIP patrons. We do kind of a funny little sketch. It's usually a train wreck and it's a lot of fun. Um, and this is our thank you to our VIP patrons in the form. Of a skit. Woo! Thank God we kept them crazies from butt-humping you into the campfire. I thought we were going to be picking up your melted face and naked ass out of the dirt. There's no need to be grim. I appreciate you riding to save my hide. Where did your men go? They said they were going to meet us at the next town. 
Said they needed to pick up some stuff up at the general store. Alright, let's go meet them. The two heroes ride through the night to reach the town. Wearied and famished, they seek respite from the road. Some hours later, they pull into town just as the sun is rising. Hey guys, what are you doing? We picked up some bait. We're going to go participating in the fishing contest down by the lake. We just rode all night. Can't we just pay for a couple of floozies to give us a bath and, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to pierce some hog shed if you catch my drift. Wait, what was that? Pierce the hog shed? Yes, sir. Oh, that don't, that doesn't sound right to you? How about, I'm ready to put four quarters on a spit if you pick up what I'm putting down. <laughs> no? How about this? I'm ready to haul someone's ashes if you smell what I'm burning. Jesus Christ, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I want to make the beast with two backs. Uh... What? I'm going fishing. Me too. All right. And then after, the beast will be made. Hoo-wee! The boys mosey down to the lake, ready to catch some whoppers. There's a ton of people here. We're gonna waste their asses. They don't stand a chance. I can't wait to get to baiting. Let's go sign in. Damn, look at all these names. Looks like you're going to be the one fishing, Dale Jr. Are you sure about that? I ain't no good at nothing. Look, we can't compete with some of these guys. Some people like Kevin, Andrew, Ivan, Jackie, Jeffrey, Michelle, Rich, Tony, Zach, Rune, Christian, Daniel, Epidemic. Facundo, Hakuna, Gilbert. These guys are all solid fishermen and fisherwomen. Oh, shit. Did you see this? Cospop is competing. Shit, shit, shit. Who's him? Only the best damn fishermen on this side of the Mississippi. We're gonna need our best. You got this. Whatever you say, boss. The three grab their steeds' rods, uh, their rods from their steeds, and begin to bait their hooks. They find the spot where they're going to catch some fish and wait for the signal to start. You dumb motherfucker, you're not supposed to jump in the water to fish. So much for winning. How come and scene. How come Shay doesn't use an accent? Where was your country accent? Shay, we all cowboys. Because <laughs> in Alaska, I didn't use a country accent, remember? I did the Matthew McConaughey uh, voice at first because I drank the ayahuasca oh, God, tea. The, the McConaughey voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, I had a normal voice. I couldn't just suddenly pick it up where we left off and suddenly develop an accent. Sure you can. You can do whatever your heart tells you. 
By down. golly, did you just pick up an accent off the side of the road? Well, yes, I sure did. I got them at the uh, the uh, accent booth or whatever you call it these days. Nah, the accent, um, <laughs> accent booth. But in all seriousness, the accent um, booth. <laughs> uh, we want to thank you guys. Uh, seriously, every month, uh, you guys, for some reason, which is awesome, continue to support us. And uh, we love you guys from the bottom of our hearts. We love that you guys take the time out of your days to interact with us, um, whether it be the private Instagram or on here. Um, we appreciate you guys. So thank you for, you know, continuing to support us and have fun with us and make the compu- the, the, computity, the community what it is. So thank you guys very much and uh, know that. You know, Morgan may not appreciate you as much as I do, um, but I appreciate you. I dare you put them words in my mouth. I love them all. I love them like they're my own children. More than my own children. More than anything in the world. Glad you're practicing your Arthur Morgan voice for this this week. I, I, I have been doing it a lot. Good girl. You're sitting in the mirror. I, it's been going around the internet, but I think mine is better than a lot of people, so they can mm. suck it. Uh, anyways, it's been fun. Let's wrap this show up and get out of here. Um, and again, like Shay said, your, your donations mean the world to us. You never know when you have a legal situa- situation arise, um, like one almost did this week. Uh, In the Blood is a podcast I also host where I interview composers. You should search for it and check it out. It's a lot of fun. Evoking the Sublime is a great podcast that Shea hosts, where he interviews developers. You should seek it and check it out. It's also great. Um, tell a friend about the show. Just telling one person, spreading the word, word of mouth, can do wonders to get us out there. My goal every week um, is to do everything I can to make this the most entertaining and interesting show out there. And I'll put it up against anyone's show. So tell it, tell a friend. You know, who would want to hear a nice, good pigeon romping? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Especially when the assailant gets away with it. I would much rather see some pigeons in some rompers. I think that would be more entertaining. Maybe some pidgeots in some rompers. Am I right, Fish? Woo! I'll stay away from those pidgeots. That that acts as a super repel. (laughs) <laughs> the Pidgeys are using repel against fish to keep them away. It's it's all reversed. Um, anyways, and of course we have the VIP Patreon page I already mentioned. It's going to be a, a lot of great shows leading up to Game of the Year in just a few weeks, and those are shows you don't want to miss. Thanks for checking out. It's been a great show, an amazing Chompcast. Thank you, Shay from Japan, Fish from Texas, Josh from Michigan. Of course, I'm here in Montana, and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you.